Rasavinde, Rasike, Retefe, Brakatova, Maliva, Rekatekiva, Namanako, Ipanda Kabash, 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 Hekov, Elemeninde, Fredisis, Kevanda Braskiteli, 
Ifanda balo frakati fele manda kiata rakatakeo fele pandes i paladava paladavak ratatatakeo i paros ke pande ratobe likipara ratativa ranakas ranakas rede makonde veletiva ramanakoba sete sapata ratatatakash katash 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 Maro pele manda brakeda skate pala panda gratanat ratapak retepi i paro pele skonte frediata rapanda ko pele tena in the name of jesus in the name of jesus now john 1:16 John 1, verse 16. John says something very interesting in this verse. Someone should read for me. John 1, verse 16. John 1, verse 16. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Amen. He said, of his fullness. Now, before I continue, I want you to look at me in the eye as I speak. I need your attention because understanding is key. Mind you, this one is not just a talk. We are on a journey. Do you understand what I'm communicating? Don't get distracted by the things around you. Follow very carefully. Amen. Now, in John 1 16, in John 1 16, he said, Of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. Now, what that scripture means is that not the he or his fullness he's talking about, or the person in context is actually Christ. And he's saying that we have received of Christ's fullness grace for grace. What that scripture means? is that he has grace. I have grace. He has grace. So it was out of Christ's fullness. It was as if Christ was a container that contained grace. And he has poured himself out onto us. Are you following very carefully? Now, some people may have inter misinterpreted that scripture to mean that we have his fullness. It is not true. In fact, the Bible said in the book of Colossians 2 that in Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, as to what that Godhead means, it's another issue. But I want you to know that no man actually has the fullness of God. The only organism that can actually contain the fullness of the Godhead is actually the body of Christ. And that is why it is only the church that can express God to the fullest or the greatest extent. No man, no one man can fully or can express the fullness of God because no one man contains the fullness of God. At best, what one man can do is to actually express a dimension of God or some dimensions of God. Are you following what I'm saying? What 
what I'm saying is that, for instance, this guy will appear. And then from this guy's life, we begin to see the love of God. What this guy's life is telling us is that God is love. So this guy's life is defining the love of God to us. That guy begins to express the dimension of God called love. I feel like I'm saying. Another man will appear. And then he is demonstrating the power of God. That man's life is telling us that there is a dimension of God called power. So that man's life is also defining another dimension of God called power. Do you understand? So what at best one man can do is to express a dimension or some dimensions of God. But no one man can come to a point where he can adequately or fully express God. Because no one man can contain the fullness of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? And that is why, actually, the church is very important. Yes. Your brother who is sitting by you is important. Your, the believers around you, they are important. Don't say that, oh, uh, this guy is in Assemblies of God Church. I'm in Pentecost. So this guy is separate from me. In fact, if you study scripture carefully, okay, the church was not divided according to the names of men. Neither was the church divided according to even doctrine. But the church was divided according to territories. And so you see statements like to the churches in Asia Minor. And then you come and you say that the church of Ephesus. So the church is classified territorially. Let's say um, KNUST is a territory. Okay. When you come here, when God wants to call the church in KNUST, he will not say, oh, the Assembly of God Church. No. What they will say is that the church of KNUST, it means all the body of believers in KNUST campus. Are you following what I'm saying? And that is why in the book of 1 Corinthians, when some people appeared on the scene and they were trying to divide the, the church or the body of Christ into sects, some people were saying, I am for Paul. And some said, I am for Apollos. So what Paul did was that he has to come to correct that error. Otherwise, people will begin to divide the church into sects. Don't be mistaken. When God sent Christ to die, he was not just looking at one man coming up, but he was looking at sons springing forth. It was evident even since the beginning. <laughs> Someone said that God is uh, very smart when it comes to investment because he, he, he invested one son and then out of one son he, was, he has gotten a lot of sons. Do you know that this principle was outlined clearly even in the book of Genesis? Someone asked, what is he talking about? You know, in the book of Genesis, the Bible said that and God caused man, that is Adam, to fall into a deep sleep. Hmm? Are you following what I'm saying? And then God took out of him a rape to form a woman. Now what you don't know is that what God actually did to Adam in the garden of Eden was that God killed him. The reason is because 
it was prior to the fall. So the word called death didn't exist at that time. But what God actually did to Adam was that God put Adam into death. And out of the dying of Adam came in. And that was a shadow giving us insight into how that out of the dying of Christ will sons spring forth or will the church spring forth. I hope you are following what I'm saying. So it was giving us insight into what God was planning to do. Jesus himself said, if the grain of wheat does not fall down and die, it remains alone. But then if it falls down and die, it says it produces, it grows to become many seeds. And that is why it is out of the dying of Christ that God brought forth sons. Follow me very carefully. And so actually, okay, she is important. I am important. She is important. In fact, God's purpose is so big, is so great that one man cannot fulfill God's purpose. And that is why it is the church that will fulfill God's purpose. It is sons. Mind you, God has no beginning. He has no end. What he has is a purpose. Okay? And it is man that he he will use to ensure that that purpose is fulfilled. And so far as the big purpose of God is concerned, we all have individual purposes or individual roles to play so far as God's purpose is concerned. And that is why sometimes we encourage you that find the will of God for your life. It's because we also have a part to play in the grand purpose of God. Are you following what I'm saying? Very so, he is important. I am important. He is important. Now, follow very carefully. So, we are all essentially important so far as God is concerned. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, and that is why, okay, even sometimes when we meet as this, like this, okay, the power, the sort of grace, the sort of anointing that is generated is greater than when you are doing a personal praise. It's quite interesting that most of you do not take advantage of some of these things. There are certain scriptures that will not, that will not, <laughs> that you will not come to understand fully if you do not view it from the lens of the church. If you view, view it from a private lens, you will not see it. It's out of the lens of the church that you can actually behold the true meaning of such scriptures. And so sometimes it's in gatherings of the believers that a greater light, because he has, she has light, I have light. We meet together as light. And then sometimes the scriptures open up clearly to us Go and ask the men of God. Sometimes some of the scriptures they don't understand. It's in the meeting that their eyes are open and they begin to see the meaning of those scriptures. Sometimes the man of God comes to the sea and some of the things that happened in the meeting, he, he himself is surprised. You know why? Because he did not expect it. When we meet like this, there's sort of anointing that is generated. It's actually greater. And any person who knows this mystery can take advantage of that. There are several things that you will pray, okay, that 
Response will not come quickly. But let the church pray. God will respond quickly. When, they meet, when we meet together, do what? To pray. You know I'm going towards this direction. It's because if you don't take care, you will think that it's all about you. What matters is your spiritual work. And that is why we are in a time where a believer will fall and then another believer will be happy. If I were you, I would cry. Do you know why I would cry? Because if one part of the body gets hurt, it affects the whole body. Imagine your head, your leg is hurt. It affects the entire body. The entire body suffers from the pain. So what you don't know is that if that brother was supposed to be someone that God wanted to use to conquer the territory in northern region, he has fallen. Do you know that it will mean that God's agenda to conquer the northern region may be delayed? Or it will mean that other people would have to be burdened. That is how God operates. It's about the territory. So the scope of the church is territorial. So just in case God wants to do something in KNUST, to come to the body of Christ in KNUST, and then through the body of Christ in KNUST, he will do that which is utmost on his heart. But there's a lot of divisions. There's a lot going wrong. So much so that two churches will meet and then two denominations will meet and then they are all fighting for the same thing. They are fighting like meanwhile they could have done a collaboration and worked together. Do you understand what I'm, I'm saying? I feel as if you don't understand what I'm communicating with. Because tonight, you know, when we come and then we begin to talk, this one is not talk. What we are doing is that we are opening up a dimension of God to you. For those people who can behold it, they will be changed by the Holy Spirit into that. You understand what I'm saying? So when God looks now, what he's looking at is actually the body of Christ. And that is why we must all come to a point where we begin to desire this unity amongst even the body of Christ on campus. Not only campus alone, but even off campus. That we begin to see the church not as denominations. But when you see a believer, you know that this is my brother. This is my sister. It's because of some of these divisions that the, the, the enemy is still prevailing over certain lands. It's because the body of Christ that was sent there was on an assignment to dethrone those demonic entities on the territory. But then what they did was that they are fighting against themselves and their focus has been shifted. If they had come together to know that we are the body of Christ, the assignment would have been easy. Tonight, I came to just bring a child. No one man is sufficient for the purpose of God. In the beginning, God required sons. That is why he sent Jesus Christ to come and die. And that is how come you emanated me to I'm here. So God required sons. 
It is not for a man. It is an error for a man to stand tall and the people around him will be looking like babies. No. If you can come to a point where you take over the territories for the Lord, then we all must grow in unity. We all must grow in stature. Open to Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost, they were all with one accord. Now, so you find out that even in the book of Acts, before the Holy Spirit could have been sent down, the Bible said that they were always one accord at the place. In fact, according to some people, he said, uh, I don't even know whether it's in the Bible. And he said, about 120 people were in unity and in one accord. And that was when the Holy Spirit was sent down. The early churches knew nothing like denominations, they knew nothing like disunity, they knew nothing like one man. It, gets to a, it, it got to a point, the Bible said that if one man has something, it belongs to the whole world, it belongs to all of them. But that is not so in our time. Rise up to your feet. The mighty man is coming to take us on the journey. I've told you that when you come for meetings like this, it's not about the man. But as he begins to speak, it's not where that is coming to communicate. What is going to happen here is that it's going to open up a dimension of God to you. So that you begin to walk in the experience of the things that he is communicating. In the next one minute, I want you to talk to him. You cannot, don't shout. Tell him that even as the man is coming, that you will begin to see what he wants you to see. You begin to hear. What you want, what he wants you to hear, talk to him. Rakatavash, level in the Kuvana. Ilana Manakush, Radivanadas. Brasketin, Felediata. Shadavasika Vendas Kivina Hai Vela Moski. Seven Dalai Vela Prasus Venekabambiasti. Oh, can, can I hear believers praying the Holy Ghost? Oh, 
Sabandele mabandre kilagazons fela aigemana. Seishandele manantele mante. Rajabadaske vemenantole meshke. Vosun zevenaman shevandologosala. Rabando zembedomoshke vindele manaste. Jedambalagamase yondologosala manaste me. Rabana mashke venemase lemene bashonadaska. Me kambragazon sebene mashe bandele menaste. Jebando rogomosembelegemasha. Yoga balagabazon telemandrakasundas. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now I want us to do something first. I will prefer that some of you go to the top there. I want all of you to be in one direction. Oh, please, yeah. Yeah, so let's move. Let's do that very fast. It's a blessing to be back to this campus. <laughs> I, I really love KNUSD. Just that you people are horrible with your time. You know that, right? Yes. You know that. You are very horrible with your time. But God will help us. Amen. Amen. How many of you are at the prayer walk? Oh, there's a number of you who are not there. I, I, I trust those who are there were really blessed. Amen. Okay, let's take our seats. Let's let's take our seats and you know uh, <laughs> please no stalking, please. Let's do something. Uh, your phone, put it on silent or check. Make sure your phone is on silent. When it rings, it's trouble. Okay, so make sure your phone is on silent. Uh, I was asking myself, I was asking the Lord something. I was saying that, ah, uh, is this the place where you decided that you spark revival from? Because of certain things I noticed. The last time I came here, the spiritual atmosphere was uh, quite different. But I don't know what is happening in KNUST. But God will help us. You know, the Lord has been speaking to me. I was, I was telling Mildred um, and the others something to do. And they gave a confirmation on it. Um, you said Apostle Michael spoke about that. I was telling her that God wants to do something mighty and this place, he will spring it up from here. Uh, back at Legon, we are saying we, are, we have revival and all those things. It's, it's a false revival, unfortunately. It's, it's a false revival. And what God wants to do, he will start it here. Amen. And that will happen for sure. You know, uh, something that the Lord is doing is that, is that He is bringing together functionaries. Okay, He's bringing together many people who He wants to use for certain marvelous things in time to come. And I'm not saying this just by revelation, but by experience. You know, the Lord told me something some uh, months ago. He said, "Gather the men." Okay, that was the instruction He gave me. Gather the men and. From then, I've been seeing a lot of activity where it's like some way, somehow, God himself is bringing so many people together. God himself is bringing so many functionaries. So uh, I can just be there. Someone will text me and it's like, uh, are you Salem? 
I'm like, yeah, hello. And then it's like, the Lord says I should come to you. The Lord says I should come to you. And it's, it's been happening. In fact, uh, something interesting happened last week. Uh, it, no, that, that is this week, Sunday. Okay, something interesting happened on Sunday. I had a dream at dawn. And in the dream, I, I was sitting down with someone. And we were speaking. The, the person actually asked me if I was Elam. And I was like, yeah, I'm Elam. And then it was like, oh, I, I listened to your um, teaching during the prayer walk. And it was very powerful. And then I was like, oh, um, wow, we bless God, thank God, and you know, those things. And just that morning, I was supposed to make some calls. I was calling someone. And some way, somehow, I ended up calling a wrong number. And the wrong number I called, when that person picked and heard my voice, he asked me, uh, is this Selo? And I was like, yes. Then the person said, oh, I listened to your, your, your teaching. I listened to your teaching from the prayer walk. It was very powerful, this thing. I didn't tell him that I had a dream, and I saw that happening. In the dream, I was sitting face to face with the person. So after we talked that night the person uh texted me on whatsapp and we spoke and he was like he wants to come and see me and stuff and then i said okay so he came to um my home the university of Ghana, Nelson home and uh <laughs> we were supposed to go and find somewhere to sit and talk but unfortunately the place was full so we had to go and sit at a certain place and when we sat down the dream reoccurred to me because in a dream we were sitting at that same position where where we sat in reality okay so god is doing mighty mighty things and there are so many other people that i've met had certain encounters so i think um the next day that was monday i i was with another brother who um, the lord directed to me and we met and then we talked talk 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 and we're talking about what god is doing on the face of this earth we're talking about what god is doing in the campuses and all that and it was so mighty it was so powerful so much so that you know i've seen um miracles and all those things uh, it's it's an experience that we should have as christians okay we should have supernatural encounters supernatural experiences so it should be something that's normal and after we spoke the 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 Auction, the anointing in the place was so much so that I, I went to her room and I met uh, there was one lady in her room and I was saying hello to the lady and I just shook hands with the lady then after I shook hands with the lady the lady was a little still like I see some part of the bed she got down from her bed started walking around so I asked her why why is she doing that she was like she was suffering pains in the abdomen but as soon as I shook her it disappeared I, I i had not prayed or anything it was just an interaction with someone it reminds me of something we see in the book of psalm 133 let's go to psalm 133 now psalm 133 are you there i would like to read myself because you would name 133. Okay, so 133. Let me read it. It says that, um, okay, so it's a song of the degrees of David. It says that, Behold, 
how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. You know, when Prophet Lee came to speak, when he came to give a charge, he started talking about unity. Uh, what God wants to do in this time, if the church doesn't come together, we will, we will keep delaying the purposes of God. In fact, before I come to Psalm 133, there is something interesting we should look at. When you go to the book of John chapter 17, so let's go to the book of John chapter 17. You see a very strategic prayer that Jesus made. Okay, let's go to verse 11. So Jesus was praying for the saints and for the world in general. Okay, Jesus was going to die and then he made, he decided to make a prayer. This, this is actually what should be the Lord's prayer. That's other one we say the Lord's prayer. He was teaching the people to pray. But the prayer that the Lord made himself that the Bible recorded was in John 17. Okay. So we find Jesus here and Jesus makes a prayer. And let's see the content of the prayer, which is our emphasis. Verse 11. He says that, And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee. So Jesus is going to the Father. Okay. He says, These are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy own name so keep through thy own name those whom thou hast given me okay those whom thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one so when jesus was praying for the believers the heartbeat of jesus the emphasis of jesus the thing that was on jesus heart was that the believers will be one just as he and the father is one now when we look at how jesus and the father is one it will, we will need to look at the triune nature of God. I hope you all know what the triune nature of God is. Where we, we know man is tripartite. God is triune. Okay. And when we, that's what we call the Trinity. Okay. Where we can see that um, God is one essentially, but he exists in three persons. Or God is three persons. You understand? And the communion between these three persons is that they coexist and they co-inherit. That means they function distinctively. Jesus functions distinctively. God functions. God the Father functions distinctively. The Spirit also functions distinctively. Do you understand? So that is the concept of the Trinity. Now, one thing you realize about this union is that because of their co-inherence, the thoughts of the Father are the thoughts of the Son. The thoughts of the Son are the thoughts of the Spirit. So Jesus says something. He says that I do not do anything that I do not see my Father do. Okay. What Jesus did, whatever Jesus did, was because he was looking up to someone or he was tapping into a certain frequency that all the members of that triune nature or that trinity were all feeding from. You understand? So they are working by one frequency even though they had distinct functions. So you realize that in Jesus' life, he submitted himself to the Father. Though he was God, he submitted himself to the Father. So this is the type of unity that Jesus is asking of God. He says that, let them be one as we are one. We are going to keep it solemn tonight. It's a very strategic topic. You know, the Lord was speaking to me this week and he has been talking to me about a lot of things to come. And this was one of the things he stressed on. And in fact, he said, I should make sure I talk about this thing. Okay, I, I, I wanted to speak about something else. But then I had to change everything and talk about this issue. Because it is very important that even Jesus could pray concerning this same matter. He says that they should be one as we are one. And I've spoken about the Trinity. So though they are three persons, they are essentially one. They have one life. Do you understand? So this is how God wants to see the church. Or God wants to see the believers. 
okay that we are different people distinct people we have different functionalities but we exist as one so it, it is like how god exists and co-enhance in himself the body of christ he also expects that the body of christ will coexist and co in here you understand me and this is one reason why the, god will give you the holy spirit the holy spirit is a spirit of unity the holy spirit is a spirit that brings together the people so uh, when 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 we did a prayer walk with the case that was something that i was so happy about that well we did we didn't look at the fact that um this one is from here that one is from there and then we say oh since it's these people organizing it or this person then i decide to be away and that has become a cancer in the church that's what most of the church is doing today now i want us to look critically about this um prayer that jesus made okay i told you he prayed about unity and he talked about a certain unity that exists between him and the father or generally the trinity okay and i've made mention that even though they were of one life even though we have one purpose even though we have one life force one substance okay one essence we are distinct so his unity here is not saying that all of us should make sure we go to the same program maybe <laughs> if, if we are organizing a program we have to do it as the whole ghana together by force everyone should be at one place or in one auditorium that is not the concept of it or he's not saying that everyone should be doing the same thing because god has called us to very different ministries okay even though there are different ministries it stores a particular purpose you understand now this is uh this is something a lot of people think which is flawed you don't have your purpose or you think you you have it you have a purpose no that that mindset is the mindset of the world they come and they think they have their purpose no we are all existing to please the father we are all existing according to his pleasures we are all existing according to his purpose so whatever god is going to do he does it because of a purpose that he has incubated in his womb that is all the reason why this tree exists is because god had a purpose for it the reason why joel you are here is because god has a purpose for you without that there is no reason for you to exist you understand so everything we see in creation is for the purpose of god everything we see in creation is for the purpose of god your existence is for the purpose of god your parents are for the purpose of god whatever god is going to pass you through it is for his own purposes okay so it is from this purpose that we can find our parts to play that is when you can say i have a purpose why because the purpose of god for you becomes your purpose not that you have your own purpose that you bet in your womb you understand uh, the christian life is not about you this is what i always tell you it is about god it revolves around god and how he wants to uh legislate his kingdom you understand so we always make sure we are in line with our purpose of god so yes we are one body but god puts us in distinct functions gives us different things okay let's go to first corinthians chapter 12 and let's look at what the bible says there first corinthians chapter 12 have you opened it okay let me see so he says um can, can you give me a point? i want to read it myself don't worry Things that now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. Okay, I would not have you be ignorant. Ye know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto this. Okay, this is not even what I, my focus is. Let me continue from verse four. Now there are diversities of gifts, 
by the same spirit. I told you that the spirit of God is what? The spirit of unity. You understand? The spirit of God is the spirit of unity. Now, if you find any move of God or any acclaimed move of God that doesn't bridge that gap of disunity, it is not the spirit of God. Do you understand? It is not the move of God. It is the move of the flesh. It is a carnal move. The move of God always bridges that gap of disunity. The, the move of God always bridges that gap of disunity. So it says that now there are diversities of gifts. There are distinct functions, different people. And it says that by the same spirit, one spirit. Okay. And it says that and there are differences in administration by the same Lord. And it continues, and there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God that which worketh in all. So you might find this person doing something different in the body of Christ, that other person doing something different in the body of Christ, but he's saying that it is the same, it is the same God, it's the same spirit. Okay, let's continue. It says, For to one is given the, the spirit of word of wisdom to another, and he continues, verse 12. He says that for as the body is one and hath many members. So this is why we are referred to as the body of Christ. Because he's showing you that you function as one organism. Uh, can you see the body of Christ in Ghana functioning as one organism? We have a body of Christ in Ghana that uh, everyone thinks that they are supposed to usher the revival. Or everyone thinks that they are supposed to pop. I don't know where this, com uh, this competition is from among people but you see when we come to understand that it is not about us but god and his purpose you know that you have a function to play and you know that the other person's role is equally as important as yours do you understand maybe my role is to make sure that only one tomorrow gets saved yours is to make sure that some twenty thousand people get saved please our roles are equally important in the eyes of god don't think that because you are doing more or you've been given more or the bible says that to try even the bible to whom much is given much is expected you understand so god gives you much and he expects much from you and if he's going to judge you on that issue he's going to judge you on the pedestal that he gives you much that he gave you much if he gives this person one and that person fulfills it once he has fulfilled that purpose once he has done that thing god has called him to do that is enough for, for god you that you maybe god gave you a target you are supposed to uh, win twenty thousand souls and you did ten thousand don't think you are you, you've done your thing more than me even though it was one you understand so it says that we are one body verse 12 we are reading and it says that all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is christ then it says that for by one spirit we are all baptized into one body that's the first thing whether we be jews or gentiles whether we be born or free and have been made to drink of one spirit you realize that he keeps mentioning one 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 okay now we continue he says that um if the foot shall see because i am not the hand or i am not the body is, is it therefore not of the body so this day we have uh, people think that uh, I must do what someone is doing. Please. You don't need to do what someone is doing. The fact that someone is doing it doesn't mean I have to do it. You understand? As I said, God calls us to have distinct functionalities. 
God calls us to do different things. To some people, God is giving, going to give them a church with 1,000 members. Some people, God is going to give them a church with 100 members. But we should not in any way try to fit into their ideas, try to fit in their position. Do you know why? If their hand begins to function as the nose, do you think it will function properly? The hand cannot function as the nose. But that's what a lot of Christians of today are trying to do. Because they've seen these people do it this way or do that thing. They want to do it without the permission of the Spirit of God. Without the leading of the Spirit of God. Everyone, and, and then it, it becomes sort of a confusion. That's why I always say something. I, I'll tell you that, me. I don't want to be where God was. I want to be where God is. I don't want to be found doing anything that God is not doing what god is saying concerning my life that's what i want to be doing and this is something that saddens the heart of the father this is this is something that saddens the heart of the father this disunity issue is something okay let's go to the book of ephesians chapter 4. ephesians chapter 4. okay so read from verse 1 going down i therefore the prisoner of the lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So he's saying that we are to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You understand? We are to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. We'll go back there. Now, when we read John 17 verse 11 we saw something okay we saw something that the unity of the church okay serves as a figure okay it serves as a figure of the communion between the Godhead the communion not Godhead sorry uh, let me make this correction first when we talk about Godhead we are not saying Father Son and Holy Spirit I hope you know do you know that do you know that a lot of people mistake it when they say godhead what comes to mind is father son holy spirit please no the godhead simply means divinity do you understand so when he says that in him dwelleth the fullness of the godhead what the bible is communicating is that in him dwells the fullness of divinity of the divine nature do you understand of the divine nature so god wants to adopt us into the godhead the divine nature Okay, so don't go and make that mistake anyway. A lot of us make that mistake. God and God and, and then we begin to misinterpret scripture. Okay, so we saw that one thing is that we prefigure, we communicate the unity of the Trinity. And another thing is that when God wanted to communicate the concept of unity, what God was going to do is that he will make sure man and woman will become one. Since for this reason, a man will leave his father's house and what is he going to do? He's going to be joined to the woman and they will become one, a cat. That means there is going to be a union. There is going to be, uh, uh, you, you are going to become one body. Do you understand? One body. So in Ephesians, now God is saying that do well to keep this unity of the Spirit. That should tell you that I told you the Spirit of God is the Spirit of unity. Why? Because when the Spirit of God is functioning, Okay, and if he, he's giving permission, he's giving right of way to function as he should. One thing we are going to see is that he will usher people to come together as one. The next thing is that he brings that peace, he brings that unity himself. You understand? The unity we are looking at comes 
from God comes from the Spirit. Now we are not talking about a unity that you get united to do what is wrong because that is not of the Spirit of God. So if we are supposed to keep that unity of the Spirit, he says that we are keeping it by the bond of peace. And you should understand that before you can have perfect peace, it is domiciled in love. That is why the verse 2 starts and it talks about love. Let's read the verse 2. Give it to me. Let's read the verse 2. So the verse 2 says that um he says that endeavoring to keep the unity of okay where is it with all loneliness and meekness and long suffering forbearing one another in love okay this will show the importance of love for the church now uh, don't trivialize this issue don't trivialize this issue do you know why jesus made a very interesting statement in matthew chapter 17 okay Matthew chapter 17 verse 11 let's look at it you see an, uh, an interesting statement Jesus comes to make here hmm. okay let's look 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 before that look at Luke chapter 11 verse 17 now Luke chapter 11 verse 17 Jesus was with um, a few people and he performed certain miracles and others and the people look at him and they say ah this one is of Beelzebub or he's functioning by another spirit apart from the spirit of God Jesus made a striking statement something that we should all learn from he, he, let's read Luke 11 17 he says that but he knowing their thoughts but he knowing their thoughts said unto them okay every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and every house divided against a house falling okay every house divided against the house falling every kingdom divided what against itself brings desolation it is brought to desolation the reason why we are not being able to make territorial impact is because the church of god is divided uh, everyone is saying oh we will bend the world we will do this we will do this we will do that but when when god comes and is looking for men everyone wants it to be their group Everyone wants it to be their team. Everyone wants it to be their church. Of late, we have some people, you know, some, some people think that when if God must do something, it must certainly come from their church or from their, from their group. They don't know God. They don't know God. God is not looking at just one man. When God looks at, you see, when God looks at the church, okay, he sees just one body. God doesn't look and see uh assemblies of god and see um pentacles and see christ embassy and see witness chapel and all those things so until you can re-educate yourself on that concept you realize that the the, the, the things god wants to do will tie the reason why i love these people that i've been meeting recently is that all of them have a certain mind they are all from different churches and they don't come and ask me oh what church are you from or this 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 no all that is in their mind is that this is what god wants to do and if i must align in this way i must make sure i am found at the right place to make sure the move of god is ushered as it should be you understand me but you here you are looking for that it will come uh, the last time i made a statement i said that there is nothing like the psalmist to me anymore because when God looks down, he doesn't look at the, at, at the psalmist. I want to think the way God thinks. When he looks down, he doesn't look at the psalmist. He, he doesn't. What he's looking at is the body of Christ. Unfortunately, the body of Christ is fighting against each other. He says, the kingdom divided against itself will 
certainly come to desolation. We will certainly come to desolation. We are not going to make the impact that we are supposed to make to the world at large. So, I was saying something. God wants to do something and he's going to start doing it from this campus. That is why the Lord told me to come here. That is the main reason why the Lord told me to come here. That from you that you are here, have this in mind. God is not looking for that you work with one church. No, that's not what he's looking for. If you had it in your mind, and you know, right now it is the pride of many people. They get up and say that eh, this is the man who sh shook the world. This is the church who has. No, no. God is not looking for a certain group of people to shake the world. He's looking that all of us will become world shakers. He's looking that every single one of us will become world shakers. Not just one person. If you find that it's only one group of people who are growing or who are doing this, you. you then the body of Christ is suffering a stunted growth. One thing the Lord told me, I wanted to uh, leave my church sometime. I wanted to leave my church. And uh, the Lord was telling me something. He, he said that, don't move. He said, if all of you are leaving, who is going to make the change in that church that you are saying that you are not seeing it? But all of you, now it is about following the crowd. Oh, this, then you start moving. Oh, this, then you start moving. You, miracle here, so I move here. This year, so I moved there. That is so I moved there. God has told me, I, I haven't seen any miracles, nothing in my church. But what he said is that, who do you expect to make the change in the church? Who do you expect to make the change? And the Lord commanded me to remain. And by God's grace, the wonderful things we are seeing now, the wonderful things we are seeing now, I, I sometimes ask myself, ah, what happened to this church? What happened? And uh, now we are seeing these things. We are seeing people now testing for God. We are seeing all forms of miracles and things. Stage 4 cancers disappearing and all that. And then some small church somewhere. No one knows about it or anything. But this is what God is working. Why? Because I had to stay. You make someone stay. This is what you must get. God is not looking at riding. Revival won't ride on the wings of one person or two people. That is not what impresses God. That is not what impresses God. Are you following me? The kingdom divided against itself will not stand. The kingdom divided. Prophet Blair was speaking about the fact that people are fighting for venue. They are fighting for venue. Church and church. They come and they are crying. Oh, something happened sometime. Uh, during Cogs, 3rd June. The, you remember? Uh, oh, so you born knew about it. <laughs> How did you know? Nah, but I didn't know you. Something happened. We were using the place we were using, the auditorium. Uh, we, uh, we've gotten to another place in the realm of the spirit crowd. And these people came and they said that um, they booked the auditorium first. Okay, and, and apparently there was some miscommunication and things about the auditorium and all. So now, secondly, the auditorium, this, we should all get out. <laughs> we should all get out and I and the person can look at my face and I'm talking this young lady and very rude and oh and talking to me now and watching her like that she's talking that uh, they put the place and you know the interesting thing there was another free room at the other side of the hall okay there was a free one this lady wanted us to stop the middle, we've, we've been there for about two hours. 
and we are in the middle of the teaching the lady wanted us to stop and go to that place because she wants to use that auditorium and I, I was shown I was asking myself what is happening to the body of Christ what what is happening to the body of Christ so much so that <laughs> how that issue ended is that there are chairs in our place okay we when we have convocation of God we sit on the floor I mean, when we sit on the floor, the whole place is packed when we are sitting on the floor. And the chairs there, we, I told the lady, okay, she said, they can't go there because there are no chairs there. I said, okay, we'll help you with the chairs. We had to, I had to get some of the guys to carry chairs to the other side of the hall. They had strong men with them. We had to carry to the other side of the hall. And the lady was telling me that when I finish, I should come back for. <laughs> we should come when they finish that. So they will let us know so that we we'll come back for the chairs and break it back. This is a, a, a Christian leader. This is a Christian leader. This is a Christian leader. You see, if you find yourself in any place, okay, if you find yourself in any place that they, they are trying to pop, know that that is not where the spirit of God is functioning. They, they may know certain cuts in the spirit you know there are certain things that we are not we we are dealing with a very base issue right now we are not going into a lot of spiritual issues right now but let me explain something little to you it is very possible okay that you will know the presence and power of god and you don't know the person of god it is it is very possible a lot of people know the presence of god a lot of people can function in the power of God. Why? Because there are certain graces that have been placed, uh, they, they've tapped into, or there are certain uh, places in the spirit that they've been able to tap from. There are certain, do you know that if if, if we have um, this path, A leads to B. If I do it, I'm going to get the same results. Okay. I will, I will, whether I, I, I run or I jump or I use a car or whatever, once I can move from A to B and B to C, I will certainly get the same result. So a lot of people, they become so conversant with the presence and power of God and they are doing the miracles and all that. But when you look at their life, you see that their life is nothing like Jesus Christ. Have you realized that? You see that their, their life is nothing, nothing like Jesus Christ. Nothing like Jesus Christ. They know the presence of God. They don't know the person of God. And, and so when you find yourself in a place where that because when you come to know the person of God, when you know the heart and the mind of God, you see that God doesn't expect that you and that other Christian brother should be doing this thing, fighting over an auditorium. You, you come to realize it. God is not expecting that you and that Christian brother over auditorium. So much so that and you see what God is doing. You, you, in fact, when, when everyone who passed, they are shocked like what is happening in the room there and she's seen it and she can still say no, whether there is the um, God is moving mightily or whatever, whether the spirit of prophecy is uh, heavenly presence or whatever, you just move. You just move. It, it leads me to wonder what type of spirit is in this one. It leads, it leads me to wonder what type of spirit is in those ones and this is the mentality that a lot of you are having now so if it is not for me or if it is, if it is not my church I, I will not be there if it is not my church if it is not for me 
I'm not concerned about it. But God sees something. He sees that He is going to break those barriers of denominations. Those denominations, He will break it. It is, it is only a short while. You relax. And there are people who will resist that move because they've been able to build empires onto themselves. They built empires onto themselves. So now they, they begin to subscribe to strategy to keep the people there. They subscribe to manipulation, witchcraft. It, witchcraft doesn't mean you go and sit in a place and do <laughs> no no no. When you begin to manipulate, know that you are practicing witchcraft. When you begin to function from the flesh, know that you are practicing witchcraft. A lot of churches are practicing serious witchcraft. First Peter. Let's go to First Peter. First Peter. Chapter. Let's go to chapter five. Oh Jesus, Pastor. Verse 2 and 3 says that feed the flock of God. Listen carefully. Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not being constrained, but willingly, not for filthy liquor, but for a but but of a ready mind. Okay. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. The word there, neither has been lords. But <laughs> it says it 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 says it is katakuyo. Okay, what it means is that don't you the, the people are exercising dominion. Okay, so they are exercising a certain ungodly dominion over the people, and that is what is happening. Uh, someone uh, <laughs> someone decided to leave a church, and because of that, the the cell leader and whatever they said. Uh, she's listening. Uh, Satan has been speaking to her. She, uh, <laughs> because she's not going to be there. Says Satan is speaking to this one. And the way they begin to react to the person, the way they, they insult the person, the things they say about the people, and all that. This is all in the church. But Peter is here saying that do not be lords over the people. You see, the church is not for you, it is not for the pastor. Jesus no pastor can make a church it is jesus who said i will build my church you 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 could have done your building you did your cathedral your big cathedral your your big church building but that church you didn't build it he says i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it he didn't say i'll build a church with you he said i will build my church christ builds his church alone so that is why you cannot be a lord over the flock of god all you can do is to be a faithful steward all you can do as a preacher, as a minister, is to be a faithful steward. You cannot be a lord over the flock of God. You cannot be a lord over the flock of God. But now we see it so much. So uh, it's like everyone is following men and not God. They are following men of God. They are not following the God of men. They are following men of God. They are not following the, men, uh, the, the God of men. This is the reason why there are so many divisions because if this man of god thinks this and that man of god thinks the other thing people will say this is my man of god that's a, a lot of you people when you see and the interesting thing is that when you decide to scan them in the spirit you realize that they don't have any spiritual stature they have activities they don't have essence they have, they have activities they don't have essence oh they are here at this program here at this program they are doing this activity doing this activity and all that but when you go to their crusade that person oh, that person is a different creature 
that person is a defect they don't have stature they don't have stature why anyone you see the foundation of the church is christ we must be on christ any other thing apart from that is error any other thing apart from that will not stand will not grow so when you begin to listen to men more than your bible when you begin to listen to men more than god you, you should know that you, you are you are lost uh, when if you ask a christian today that um uh, what do you think about this issue the person tell you uh, my pastor said i don't move with people who say my pastor said what has god said to you god, those people, god doesn't ever say anything to them or it is their pastor that said so if what your pastor said is contradictory to the word still it is your pastor that said it the pastor is higher than the word of god he said do not do not be lords over the flock of god do not be lords over the flock of god do not be lords over the flock of god we see something very interesting we see something very interesting in the book of first corinthians let's go to first corinthians Let's go to chapter 3. Have you got chapter 3? Okay, so I'm reading from verse 1. He says that, And I, brethren, okay, listen carefully, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto canal. So, and he says even as unto babes okay so he's describing the canal people as babes i cannot speak to you as spiritual people but as canal people now let's continue he says that i have fed you with milk and not with meat for hitherto ye were not able to bear it neither yet are you now able to bear it now let's see <laughs> the reason why he's calling them canal says for ye are yet canal for whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions are ye not canal and walk as men for while one said i am of paul and another said i'm of apollos are ye not canal please can we relate with this in this generation i am of this i'm of that so the person will tell you come and visit my church but the person can't visit your church because your pastor doesn't have sense I was speaking to Pastor Elliot and he told me something interesting. We went to Achimata school and he was speaking to some people. And as he was speaking to the people, they said some people from some place came somewhere to pray to them and this thing. And do you know the message? Uh, he said, they said, if you've not, you are not speaking in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost, first of all, which is a lie. That's not what the Bible teaches. You know, if we have time, uh, we, we do, we have a lot of audios on a lot of teachers when you listen to it you'll be shocked you, you'll be shocked about what the word says about a lot of things now they've told them this okay and then the sad part of it not about the wrong thing being taught the sad part of it is that they told them that your pastors are teaching you uh, <laughs> your pastors are teaching wrong things come to my church your pastors are teaching you Okay. Why? Because men are attempting to build empires unto themselves. Yeah, we've, we've lost the kingdom perspective. We've forgotten that whatever we are doing is about God. So we are looking at getting masses. Masses. And we have the quantity and we don't have any quality Christians. 
We have quantity. We don't have quality Christians. Since your pastor is not doing this thing. That's why now, now a lot of people disrespect pastors of other churches. They can't talk to you anyhow. Pardon? Uh, especially the Orthodox, yes. They, we, we disrespect them. Are, those people don't know anything. Those people don't know anything. But, you see, God, eh, he doesn't care if you know more than this person or what to. One thing is essential to him. One thing is important to him. Because it propounds, it comes out of the nature of God. Love. That unity, it comes out from the nature of God. So he's saying that, let them be one as we are one. Let them be one as we are one. Let them be one as we are one. I said, until until we as the Christians can decide to be united. And you will not see any move of God until you've seen unity. I can assure you about that. The Lord has spoken to me concerning this. I said, you will not see any move of God until you see. So we are all just saying, oh, there's a move of God and you are all happy and all happy. Uh, when we are at the prayer walk, I spoke about certain things God is doing. How many of you listen to the audio from the prayer walk? Please, if you've not, you need to get it. And I spoke about certain things God is doing and certain things that were happening in the realm of the spirit and all that. And then we all know there's an impending revival and we are all excited about it. And <laughs> in our excitement, we think it must be us, not other people. So that they will look at us. Do you know it is because we are fleshly, we are carnal. We are thinking about ourselves, not about the purposes of God. Because when you begin to think about the purposes of God, you will not have a problem that God will put you at this least position and God is going to put another person at a high position. Do you know the Bible talks in Joel, Joel chapter um, 1 and 2, about the army of God. And then he gives a certain description how that they do not break their ranks. And saying that they do not break their ranks is very pivotal because what he's saying is that they know what parts they have to play in what they are doing. That means they, they are all having one goal. They are all having one purpose. They are all going towards one direction. But they know their ranks. They know where I am in this move. What I am supposed to do in this move. That means whatever help I can offer to the next person to make sure that the purposes of God are established, I am going to do it. Whatever thing I must do to make sure that the purposes of God are established, I must do it. I must do it. Uh, so let me show you some of the lines of division the church has of today. We can have we have an intellectual divide. Do you know what an intellectual divide is? If you go to church today, now we are not even looking at among the ch- different churches. We're looking in the same church, you find an intellectual divide. You realize that the people who think they are emeritus and so smart and all, they move together. That's an intellectual device. So the ones who don't have sins, they are to one side. The ones who have the sins are to one side. They, they don't want to mix. They don't want to mix. We have that social divide. So you go to church. Uh, someone made a complaint one time, uh, probably during a family meeting. Yeah, someone made a complaint that uh, when she comes to church, she, she sees that we are uh, people have done themselves click, 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 click. And this one, these are the fine girls, the fair ones. The fair ones are this side. They don't mix it. <laughs> they don't mix it the dark ones. And if your your English is not, hmm, it is like uh, you don't say anything. I'm I'm in a certain land, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> yes, I'm in a certain land, so I don't say anything. And if your English is like that, you can't mix 
with oh you can't see. How, why will you try to mix when you speak and they look at you like <laughs> are you okay we, we clearly know that this one is not from uh, Accra we, we clearly know <laughs> and, and so there's 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 that divide also there's that divide also then we can look at gender that is another divide that affects so if you go to some, I mean, I've been going on missions a lot of times. When you go to the churches, some of the churches, I'm not going to mention any. But when you go to the churches and the villages, the women will sit here. The men will sit here. The women will come and dance. Then the men they will come and dance. Yes. The men and you see and we we can identify so many divides. We we can actually identify so 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 many divides. There, there is a domination, uh, denominational divide itself and all that. But let's not forget, Christ makes us understand that in him there is no free or slave. There is no male or female. There is no Jew. There is no Gentile. Do you know that someone like Mahatma Gandhi, do you know Mahatma Gandhi was once considering Christianity? Oh, he once wanted to be a Christian. Yes. He visited a church and it was during the time of the apartheid in um, South Africa. And because of the way that there was there were certain divides, this man looked at it. He said, I like your Christ, but I don't like your Christianity. It will surprise you that a few years later he goes back to India and has the he conquers India with Hinduism. That it was because some people didn't accept someone. There was no unity. There was no unity. So he's going to look at that and then he will go and give Hinduism to people. Imagine the number of souls that would have been won or that would have been living in Christ by now if the church at that time was united. Some of the church, some people, it is politics. Politics is the divide for them. You find them in the church, they sit MPP and NBC. <laughs> my, my church at home, when it's election time, they, they, they announce it. No one should bring any party listening inside the church. If someone wins, and if football to don't bring, don't bring it. Don't, don't bring it and come and make noise in the church. Because when you see, when people win election, you see, uh, last, uh, the last election, MPP people, they flooded the churches with MPP flag, uh, flags and then they address the swim leaders and all those stuff. Uh, and these are the things that are dividing the church. That's why the move of God is constantly being truncated. That is why the move of God is constantly being delayed. If we are, okay, I said Psalm 133. Okay, it talks about how the oil Okay, how unity is as though the oil that runs from the head of Aaron to the beard of Aaron down to his skirts. Okay, and he speaks about how it is like the dew on Mount Hermon. And he speaks about how the blessing of the Lord comes from that place. Okay, it comes from that place because you, when, when, when you look at it critically, you see one thing. That that oil that flows from the head to the skirt connects the head to the least person. It connects the highest person to the least person. That is what unity is. And it says that it is as the dew that falls on Mount Hermon. It is from that place of unity that the blessing of the Lord is commanded. Go to Matthew 18. Matthew 18, 18. 
Matthew 18, 18, please. Is anyone there? Okay, I'm reading. So, it says that verily I say unto you, okay, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I've seen a lot of people, when they are praying, they, they make this declaration, whatever we bind in earth, but then they are feeling so audacious. Yes, the anointing is there on that day. Okay, now this is what it's saying. It says, again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching a thing and shall ask. Remember I said that the reason why we don't have territorial influence and territorial impact is because we don't agree on a thing. If you are saying you are saying revival, you are saying revival, you don't want to work together for that revival. He says that again I saw to you, if two of you shall agree on earth as touching a thing, that they shall ask. He says that it will be done for them by my father. It will be done for them by my father. My father, it, it is dependent on the fact that the people were united. The body of Christ will become immutable and unbreakable if we stand together. The body of Christ will become immutable and unbreakable. In this day, we, 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 we don't have anyone, we, we, the body of Christ is that we can't stand for anything. We can't stand for anything. Even the, the body of uh, Christ in the whole world was considered as non-essential in 2020 because this one is saying this this one is saying this and this one will say this pastor uh, don't listen to him again this person don't listen to him again don't do this don't do that i'm not saying that you go around and you listen to everyone or anything because there are a lot of false people out there you understand so i'm not saying you go out and then you listen to everyone you engage in everything in some places I, I thought on something and I spoke about the fact that uh, a church might be a cause of death. A church might be dispersing death because anyone who is doing something not in the auspices of Christ, not by the Spirit of God, they dispense death, not life. Okay, so anything we do out of the flesh dispenses death. If a pastor makes a decision that is out of the flesh, what is going to happen is that it is not life he is giving to you, it is death he is giving to you. So you don't find yourself everywhere, you don't engage in everything you do it by the spirit of god but then in uh in an overall sense okay in a holistic sense we should have that co-inheritance we should have that co-inheritance and that coexistence as the church of god and this is what this is something god is doing in this age this is something god is doing it is it is very important and i want you to live with this mindset i want you to live with this mindset you know, a, a lot of times we say, eh, but this church, they are doing this, they are doing this, they are doing that, and you are angry. And then, you know, the Bible makes us understand in the book of James, okay? The book of James, chapter 3, that offense will come. It says that we offend. You understand? And Jesus himself said, offense will come. So there are in so many places, there are in so many positions that we should expect that people will offend you because we are different people, different characteristics and all that. And we are all growing. We are all growing into that unity. We are all growing into the fullness of the stature of God. Okay, so we should expect that there will be offense. But even in our correction, I hope you know that some of us, we correct certain things. And uh, Okay, let me tell you something about God that a lot of you don't know. When I was speaking earlier, I said, God, he doesn't care that you are right or wrong. What God cares is the root of what 
your action was that is much more important than whether the action was right or wrong god is really concerned about origins he's concerned about where this thing came from you understand so when you read the book of james chapter 3 let's go to james chapter 3 yeah okay so james chapter 3 okay he says that who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you let him show out of good conversation his works and meekness of wisdom okay then he says that but if ye have bitter envy and strife in your heart glory not okay glory not and lie not against the truth so anyone who has bitter envy okay anyone who has bitter envy or strife he says you are not functioning in the wisdom of god so don't glory okay if the reason why you left that church or you are doing that thing or correcting someone is out of bitterness and strife he says don't glory in it that is not the wisdom of god okay then he says that this wisdom descended not from above but is earthly sensual devilish okay for where envy and strife is there is confusion and every evil work so he says that if we find in the church that there is envy and there is strife all we should look at is that it is confusion and evil work even though you might be doing it and it looks like oh it is good it is good because of that envy and strife you have among yourself he says it, it is bringing evil work because of that envy and strife you have among yourself a lot of us we are having someone's church is growing we don't understand why it is growing whether they are doing the right thing or not one thing that you should be grateful to god for is that this gospel is being preached that the purposes of god are being established if you are going to look at it and fight it because you are not part of that move uh, there is a problem so if you are correcting before you even get up and point fingers or correct something you should make sure that you are coming from a stand where it is not envy or strife because a lot of you the reason why you go around and talk about certain things it is not that um god has spoken to you to talk about it or you want to um actually correct something it's because there's some bitterness there there is some hate there okay so he's saying that once you recognize that in this you're showing what of wisdom there is heaviness and strife don't grow in it he says that it is the wisdom that descends so it, it doesn't descend from above but it is from this world it is first of all sensual it is ethnic, it is devilish so you might be correcting someone that correction might be right but he says that it is devilish he says it's devilish let's go to chapter 4 of james now he says from whence comes war and fighting among you come day not hence even out of your last anytime okay this this is <laughs> this issue is very interesting he says that anytime we find that in the body of christ we are quarreling or we are fighting that's why you know these young people uh, a lot of us we, they, a lot of young people want to claim father father <laughs> everyone wants to be a father uh, we are not fathers we've, we've not gotten near fatherhood we, we, we are not if, some of them are not even near young men they are still babes they are still children they are still children if if you, you are living in sin you can't call yourself a father yes because in john chapter one he says that i write to you children because you have known the forgiveness of the lord he speaks about the fact that because there is forgiveness available for them why does he speak of that it's because there are people who are living in sin he wants them to have that assurance that there is forgiveness for you all right 
he speaks to a young man and he says that because you have overcome the world he speaks that you have, they've overcome the devil that means young men are they who are not living in sin before we even come to father zero he says that they have known the lord you understand so that uh, young youth leader he has a small crowd and then he has learned some greek and hebrew so he comes and shouts and everything then you know how the person's name is said he's claiming father he's claiming father and you see that people begin uh, uh, some of the people i move with they say certain things like people try to by force father them you are my son whether you like it or not and and, and if they see you go to another meeting <laughs> you are in trouble if your father sees you go to another you went to this guy's meeting you went to this guy's meeting and that's what churches of today are doing if you go for another church program you are in trouble if you are a suspect here yeah, you are you are disloyal to your pastor listen let me tell you something you say you are unstable uh-huh she said you are unstable you you don't owe loyalty to your pastor you owe your loyalty to god do you understand you, you know you, you owe your loyalty to god how can you be loyal to your pastor and you are not loyal to god are you are you all right are you all right the spirit of the, the lord spoke to you and said go to this place then you said oh god you know I can't be disloyal to my pastor. No, no, no. It's it's not. Your eyes are not speaking in, out of excitement because there's I'm I'm really feeling a lot of heaviness on my heart about this issue. I'm really feeling a lot of heaviness in my heart about this issue. Listen, you cannot look at your man of God and overlook the God of that man. Do you understand? The very moment you begin to do that, you are not being wise. That's why you must not depend. I was telling Pastor Elias something. I said, you people, you depend on us too much. We have to leave you. Leave you. you they depend. Everything. Hey, this, this. This one said. This one said. You don't know what God said to you. You, you don't have anything you to you said. You don't have some. You don't have some. So they are, they are disloyal because he went to this church. Because he talked to this person. Because it did this, they they, they 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 want to. You see, when when you see people acting out of the flesh, they they want to have a certain ungodly influence over people. They want to have a certain ungodly influence over people. So James chapter four, okay, he says. So from where comes this war and this fighting amongst you? He says that it is even out of your own lust. It is your own lust. It is not the spirit of God. Don't say <laughs> someone someone will get up and you like uh, he's under the influence of the holy ghost and then you be rebuking certain people in certain ways he's saying that it's out of your own lust it is out of your own desire you have something in your mind and that's what you want to to bring up he says that ye lust and have not ye kill and desire to have not and cannot obtain ye fight and war yet ye have not because he ask not make sure that before you correct anyone you have the right motive behind that now i'm speaking about correction because i was talking about unity in the body of christ okay how that we are supposed to function as one we are supposed to, there is supposed to be a synergy we are all doing things together working together there are people who will go wrong by all means 
but they are not supposed to attack them because of those lusts. You are supposed to attack them or correct them from the pedestal of the spirits. You understand? It is from the pedestal of the spirit. If you do it from any other place, God is not proud of that thing. It is a work of darkness. If you do it from any other place, so some of you, this is a warning to you. You go around talking about churches, talking about pastors, and saying all kind of things. There is a difference that God told you to address this issue. And there is a difference that you don't like the person and you are saying it. You understand? There is a difference. Some of you, I know you don't like some churches. Because you've seen certain things and you think certain things. Then you go and say, this is what the Spirit of the Lord says and then you are telling lies. You know it is because you don't like the people. But even in your correction, the Bible makes us understand that our correction must be done in love. It must be done in love. Now the Bible says something interesting. Let's look at, um, we are still looking at Matthew. Okay, Matthew 18. Let's look at two verses uh, before that. Okay, so I we look at Matthew 18, 18. So let's look at Matthew 15. Okay, it says that moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between him and him alone. Okay, between thee and him alone. It says that if he shall hear you, thou hast gained a brother. The emphasis of correction is to gain the brother, it is not to show people you were right. Do you understand? There is so much that we know. When when we came for Adulam, you see, we talked about so many things. Okay, we talked about so many. And I'm telling you, if you listen, those audios, it's not everyone who has access to it because not many can absorb it. You are supposed to listen to certain sermons first before you can have access to those audios. But the issue is that in my correction, the reason why I'll move to someone and correct you about an, an issue, or I'll say this church, you are doing this, stop it. Or this thing you are doing is not right or maybe we are in friends and we are talking about something i'm with my church people uh, there are some people here i tell them plain plain well, okay if i mention them you know the church too so i'll mention but i told them this thing this is what you are saying okay this is what the bible says this is this is what your pastor said sure i don't have a problem with it this is what the bible says about this issue and i'll give you wait 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 now i'm not doing it to prove myself right because when you do that, that is a work of the flesh. That is darkness. When you do that, he says that you are doing it out of your own life. So I am showing you this, this, this. Why? Because I want to gain a brother. I want you to bring you into the light of God's love. You understand? So if I tell you that uh, you, you, your pastor told you that, oh, once you are a Christian, you are saved, uh, forever saved. And this, you can live your life anyhow and whatever. And I come and show you about 20 scriptures. Uh, it's not that I want to show you that me too, I know the Bible. Have this in mind. Don't go around proving yourself to anyone. Don't go around proving yourself to anyone. But show them that because we want to gain them. Because the goal is unity. I know that when I show you this, we come to in, in that unity of the knowledge. When you look at book of Ephesians, let's go back to Ephesians. We see something interesting there. So Ephesians, we didn't complete it. Okay, let me open my Ephesians here. Okay, so Ephesians chapter. All right, so chapter three, and it says, okay, so. Come on, share them Okay, sorry, four. We were reading four one. Okay, so we got to only 
um, verse 4. Now you see something, verse 5. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. It says that one God and one Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. It says that, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he said, he, when he ascended upon high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And he says, now that now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? We can't deal with these issues. And he says that he descended, he that descended is the same as he that also ascended up far above the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. Okay. Uh, he gave it to the people, and he says that this is for the perfecting of the saints, or the maturing, okay, the maturing of the uh, of the saints, the equipment of the saints, and for the work of ministry. So the work of ministry is not what we are doing here. That we come and do the, um, I'm, I'm an apostle, I'm a prophet, and this, this. He says that we are supposed to make sure you are equipped for the work of the ministry. Okay, now he continues. He says that for the edifying of the body of Christ, so for the building of the body of Christ. Then he says, still we all come to the unity of the faith, the unity of the faith, and he says, and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Christ wants that at a certain time we come to a certain unity of the knowledge in Him. You can't be having. How come we are reading the same Bible and we are all saying different things? How come we are all reading the same Bible? I read my Bible and I say this, and you read your Bible, you say that. He says that there must be a certain unity in the faith. So when we correct our brother, this is what to say: You have gained your brother because you have brought him to that unity of knowledge. You understand? You brought him to that unity of the faith. You brought him to that pedestal, not, not because I tried to prove anything to that brother of mine, but because I love that brother of mine. God is calling for people who will stand. You see, me, if you offend me, uh, your church offend me, whatever, whatever, I don't care. I don't care what you are going to do to what you are going to say about me. My push towards you should not change. This is what love is. When you come to understand love, okay? When you come to understand love, you know that love is choosing the next person over you. We know the person was wrong. We know the person faulted and everything. But then I'm going to look beyond me and choose that person. Again and again and again. I read something interesting. It said that love is that um, I trust you. You've broken my heart. I'll trust you tomorrow again. And it's very true. If you want to understand the love of God, that is the way God loved you. That is the way God loved you. That He trusted you, and He trusted you, you broke His heart. He still decides to trust you again. So we will learn to choose the next person over us. It's, it can never be about us. The Christian life is not about us. It's not about us. It is about God and His purposes. Until we are aligned to God and His purposes, we are going to keep loosen, 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 loosen as Christians. We've lost so much already. There are many things God wanted to do in past seasons, but then someone looked at it and saw, wow, God is doing something great here. But he looked at it and saw, hey, this person, the person's church become bigger than mine. So uh, I'm warning you guys, this person has, there is a problem. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there or don't partner. 
with that person. Don't do, don't, don't join, don't help with whatever is happening. We are supposed to form a synergy. Synergy means that one plus one is three. That means that if you, you are doing it alone, you are going to produce results of one. If she's doing it alone, she's going to pr uh, produce results of one. When you do it together, you are going to produce the result of three. Do you understand? You are going to produce much more. That's why the Bible talks about how that one shall destroy what? Thousand and two, ten thousand. One shall destroy thousand, two, ten thousand. One of the greatest joys I have is how God is bringing all of us together with one mind, one purpose. And it's not making us look at things that, oh, this is my family, and this is our family, and this is my this, this is my that, this is my this, this is my that. And that is why I'm saying that if God will usher whatever revival he said, it will be based on people who have come to the understanding of this, that the body is one. The body is one. So when I see this person doing it, I'm going to make sure I push that person. I'm going to support that person. I'm going to stay where God has placed me, and I'm going to keep pushing. So we, we want to pray for the body of Christ. But the Lord was telling me something last week and this week. He said, he gave me two things that I should begin to pray about. So we even go on fast concerning those things. He said one thing. He said we should pray for the churches and their pastors. Then he said another thing. He said that we should pray for the fathers and the sons. You see, a lot of people think, oh, revival, revival, and this, this, this. Then they want to separate themselves from the fathers. And I say the fathers are filled. The fathers are filled. I used to have that mind. Oh, the fathers, they feel, they feel. Until the Lord began to teach me certain things and began to rebuke me in certain ways. And I realized, hey, that, that is a mistake. See, whether the father has filled or not, he's still the father. Do you understand? That is why we don't go and speak against them. Even though we find so much error, which is true, that there is so much error in what has been passed down to us. There is so much error, and uh, I'm saying if I begin to say certain things, you you think, hey, this guy heresy, you think that I've I've backslided. Oh yes, yes. If I begin to say certain things, we begin to teach certain things. You come to realize that, hey, what what was I being taught? But I will show everything to you from scripture and everything. So there is so much error and whatever, whatever. But then you don't get up and say, yes, the fathers have not done it well, uh, error, this, 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 and then you take things into your own hand. Okay? And this is a mistake a lot of us are making. This is also around the issue of unity. The book of Luke chapter 1 verse 17. Let's look at Luke chapter 1 verse 17. Okay. So, Luke chapter 1 verse 17. Is there anyone there? Okay. So he says that, And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias. Okay. Pretend the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. One of the things that the Lord told me, okay, and what God wants me to do in my generation, is just one of the things. This is just one of the things. This verse like this that you make ready a people okay unto the lord so you realize uh, not to boast but the people that uh have been have been moving with are people of stature that's not to boast not to boast people who are having certain encounters and certain things and you can know these people are 
rooted. They know what they believe in. You understand? That is one duty that God has given to me personally. Okay. But when we look at this verse, you see something interesting. It says that he will go in the spirit and power of Elias. Okay. Remember, every great move of God, there will have to be some Elijahs. Elias is Elijah here. And he says, what is he going to do? He's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. Listen, stop speaking against the fathers. Stop it. It's, it even if the person is wrong, you just, just decide to keep quiet about it. Why do you think Paul, uh, the, the chief priest, um, told them to hit Paul's mouth? And Paul said that God will smite him. And then another person said, yeah, that is the chief priest he has spoken against. Do you know what Paul said? He said, sorry, I did not know. He said he did not know. Okay, let's go to Acts 23. Acts 23. Let me see what you have here. Let's go to the top. Okay, Acts 23. So, move it like this. Okay. He says, And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. And the high priest, Ananias, commanded them that they, them that stood by him, that they should smite him on the mouth. Said, hit him on the mouth because of what he said. Now, then, then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee, thou white wall. Okay, for you sit to judge me after the law and command me to be smitten contrary to the law. That means what that man was doing was wrong. The law doesn't uh mandates that you cannot do that thing you can't smite him during um that court process you understand you shouldn't hit him but that same keeper of the law that same pharisee that same high priest that same pastor that same reverend minister is doing contrary there are a lot of people doing contrary to the word now he said god will smite you and then <laughs> and and they that stood by said revilest thou the god's high priest then paul said I wish not, brethren, that he was the high priest. I didn't know. I didn't know that he was the high priest. I didn't know. That's Paul, Aja Paul. I didn't know he was the high priest. And a lot of time we give this excuse that uh, when Paul and this thing, uh, Peter, Paul and Peter, Paul rebuked Peter, Peter was in ministry before Paul and whatever. It's a, it's a nice argument, okay? I'm not saying don't point out what is true. Point out what is true. Me, I said, ask them. I'll tell you that is a lie. It's not true. I'm doing it. I, I'm not attacking anyone. But when you ask me about that issue, I'll teach you what the Bible says. I'll show you what the Bible says. This one, he attacked the man. Peter, he spoke against Peter, okay? Don't forget, Peter wasn't a father to Paul. Peter wasn't a father to Paul. Don't ever make that mistake. Paul had his personal dealings with God. The Lord, he was in the deserts, and the Lord trained him and committed the gospel to him. He had that honor for Peter, but Peter was his brother in the Lord. He was his brother in the Lord. So I can rebuke you or can uh, address certain things because of... Um, our our relation in the spirit okay this is my brother in the lord but i can't go and tell my father hey you this 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 this, this, this. and that's what the youth of today are doing have you realized it a lot of us are doing it a lot of us are doing it 
and I meet all these people and they tell me, oh, those people I said are meeting and they are talking that, oh, the fathers the have failed, the fathers have failed. I'll just keep quiet and I'll be thinking about it. I'll just keep quiet and I'll be thinking about it. They had a part to play. There was something committed to them and in that they have done it. What was committed to them, what they were supposed to do, they've done it. And they are gone. Now God is looking forward to the fact that there will be a smooth transmission between what he is about to do with, between the fathers and sons pertaining to what he's about to do so if you if you if you've uh, been navigating the spirits you know that within this season within the past few months one thing that has been happening is that mantles have are being given to other people or you don't know maybe maybe pastor Elliot has spoken to you about that and it's not about what we've heard from people it's about what we've seen in the spirits you understand and it is happening it is happening that grace that you've not earned don't think you have it that grace that you've not earned don't think you have it i just want to bring correction tonight i'm very solemn i'm bringing correction that grace that you've not earned that person that you spoke against don't think that you will be able to walk in that light that person is walking in because the very moment you did that you you, you threw away your your tickets to that place you threw away your key you threw away your opportunity to go to that place it will take the lord to bring you restoration to take the lord to bring you restoration do not fight them we must do all that is possible to keep the body of christ united i've been telling god you know sometimes i post certain things and i know it is a very hard message and i know some people attack me i mean they've attacked me so you can ask my people i always get attacked <laughs> well after the prayer work <laughs> after the prayer work some someone decided to leave a church yes is it because of say and it has been happening a lot i don't tell anyone anything they they decide oh, i want to move here move it when something like that happens now they're going to ask ah is, is, is were you part of this people or oh, this 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 yeah so it's hello that guy the devil see me as uh, this thing threats it's sad it's sad you don't know that uh i am a man with a mandate i'm a man who god has called to do certain things and i'll do it irrespective of what someone will think you understand I'll do it. I don't care what anyone will say about that issue. I have to do my part. I have to do my part. And that is what I'm doing. You understand? Don't fight against them. Don't fight against them. Don't fight against the leaders. Let's do everything possible to. You see, sometimes people will do certain things and just smile and, and just decide I have forgiven you. You understand? Decide I have forgiven you. The way I, I watch some chats and things and the way a leader is speaking to um a cell leader can be speaking to their subjects because those are they are not your uh, this thing disciples or members they are subjects the way they speak arrogantly and everything and the person's angry I, i'll tell you oh don't worry about it just remain just remain because the focus is that we'll keep that unity in the spirits if we are going to be strong as the body of christ we must keep that unity in the spirit. It is important. I know you were expecting the fire, fire type of 
uh, some of we've been doing usually and uh, casting out demons like the prayer work uh, doing, uh, uh, casting out demons and all those things uh, that's what you're expecting no what the lord wants to bring you correction the lord wants to bring you correction revival is not about you keep that in your mind first of all revival is not about you you are not doing anything according to your purposes god is not looking at just raising uh, how you feel if god raises you and everyone around you is 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 is, is, is dead or is falling away how how you feel i mean i don't see any joy in that i i don't i i honestly don't see any joy in that i want that uh at a certain time when they look we talk about a nameless and a faceless generation a lot of you don't understand it a nameless and faceless generation the lord spoke to me up, uh, about this in 2020 2020 what is 2020 i announced that thing yeah somewhere at the start of 2020 and i spoke about certain things that god going to do and by god's grace we've seen everything happening we've seen them happening one by one and one of them was that there'll be a nameless and faceless generation we've not gotten there people are praying nameless and faceless but they're lying they don't even understand it when you look at that nameless and faceless generation you shouldn't be able to point at say that's this guy no I, I should be lost in the crowd i should be lost we should see everyone mighty men mighty men you don't even know who to look up to the only one you can look up to is god see that god has done something great but now all we are looking at is raising a person and say that this is the one who has shaked the nation shake one nation what is the pride in it what is the pride in it if my church grows big and i see our apostolic mothers dying uh, spiritually like yeah yeah there's the degradation there is going worse and worse. I see assemblies of God going here. I see this church going here. I see this one going here. And I think, oh, my church is thriving. So God is happy about it. God is not happy about anything. He is not thinking about just you. Your job is to influence the whole world. Your job is to make sure all of us come to that unity in the faith. Your job is to make sure all of us come to that unity in the faith. Please, I am pleading with you let's endeavor i'm pleading with you by the mercies of god by the mercies of god let's endeavor let's endeavor you see one thing that you people don't understand is that when one falls we have all fallen someone said something and it's very true he says that the strength of a chain is its weakest link you understand that the strength of a cord is its weakest link so if we let's say okay if we have all of us standing here in a circle uh, no let's say in a line and we are holding ourselves and someone is trying to push us down they'll look for the weakest person he knows if i push him even though there are strong people standing by him this person will go that will be the break for him you understand so if you have strong churches and you have one weak one know that that is your strength all of you come together we are we are judging you by that one that's why i don't i don't ever want people to see me as this thing so whatever way i study my bible i teach them this is the way i study my bible this is the way i do this this is the way i do that uh, to make sure that we are all growing some people want to keep a uh, mystery so that when they come out and they look like this and then they give then you say this guy this guy moves the word you are you are the, you are defined the purpose of unity 
satisfying the purpose of unity. Listen, begin to look beyond yourself. Begin to look beyond your groups. Begin to look beyond your churches. The book of uh, Isaiah chapter 43 speaks of something interesting. It says that, uh, Behold, I do a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And one thing that we experience is that those people who have their own empires, you know, they'll fight what is about to happen. Because they feel uh, after all this work I've done, and in fact, and some of the fathers and all that, they, they don't understand. Oh, so after all this work we have done, then you can see uh, God is breaking away that denominational barrier and all that. They are all going to make me. And a lot of people don't perceive that God is doing a new thing. But I pray that God will open our eyes to see what He's doing. In the name of Jesus, God should open our eyes to see what He's doing. If, if you still have, you know, one thing the Lord told me was that there are a lot of people who have grown offense against certain people, certain churches, certain leaders in the church for certain reasons. What God is telling you today is that lay those weights aside. They are, they are only disturbing you. They are only destroying you. You see, offense, offense affects the one who carries it more than the one who it's, it's against. I hope you know. Mm. That offense you are carrying, that envy, that, oh, it is a canker. Before it will ever be able to reach that person, it will destroy you inside out. It will destroy you inside out. So I've learned to love by the Spirit of God. I've gone through so many things that uh, I, should be, I should get up and hit you or something. Because I know that you are, you are, you, you are wrong. But the purpose of what we are doing is not about who is wrong. It is about restoring or gaining that brother. I hope you know that even some of the knowledge you have, you, you, you know, there are certain levels of truth that we don't communicate to people. It's not every truth we communicate. I hope you know. It's not everything, every truth you communicate. There are some truth that when you communicate it, you will destroy a brother. Yeah. There are some truth, when you read the book of First Corinthians chapter 8 and chapter 10, you will see it. There are certain levels of knowledge that when, when you expose it to certain people, you will destroy them. So sometimes you, you have to you have to be in tune with the spirit to know that this thing, I don't even need to bring it up. I don't even need to bring it up. Just so that we will restore a brother. Just so that we will gain a brother. Just so that we will keep a brother. This is what God is looking for. This is what God is looking for. Uh, remember that on the day of Pentecost, the people were in one accord. That is when the spirits, they, they were in one accord. They had one mind. That is what gave, that, that is what served as a gateway for the spirit of the Lord. Apart from their prayer, they were praying in one accord. So he served as a gateway for the spirit of the Lord to descend on them. What is revival? When we are talking about revival, we know it is a move of the spirits. Okay, we are expecting that the Holy Spirit is going to move in such a mighty way that many souls will be turned to Him, that many men will be transformed, many, many men will be conformed to His image. It's not about miracles and signs and wonders. It's about the souls coming to Christ and the transformation of the souls. This is what it is. So when, when you see, I watch uh, on Instagram, they say revival, revival, revival. Uh, 
thousands were healed and so many miracles and those and the people fell under their anointing as fornicators they got up as fornicators and we think that is revival no that is not the revival so they were in one accord they had one mind they had one mind they were thinking in one mind. that's why in the dark ages uh before, when the dark ages was ending it took brotherhoods the moravian missionaries and people like that they, they were people who were united there was a time in church history antiochus epiphanes this this man this man was the one who desecrated the temple the first temple was the one who desecrated it he killed a pig and raised an idol to zeus uh, if the people had divided they could have not done anything but i took a man like matateas and his people who united and they stood against that thing uh, satan has planted a lot of people who will cause division satan is planting a lot of people to cause division people on the pulpits people in the pews and all those things and this is what we must watch out for the bible says we should watch out for those who cause division those who cause division those who cause people to stray away from the word which was taught to them now listen the word which was taught to them is not the word which your pastor is teaching you it is the word which the apostles taught so if your pastor is teaching anything different from what the apostles taught don't think <laughs> he is causing the division you understand if he's teaching something different from what the bible teaches he is part of those causing the division and it is so subtle that you don't even realize it i pray to god every time i say god whatever i'm doing i pray that i am not being uh i'm not destroying the body of christ that's why when i teach them the correct thing i teach them still love i teach them still do this this way another this person this way do this this way i don't say that way hey, uh don't talk to this person don't do this don't do that i'll say one last thing and we'll pray it's about the correction issues okay anytime that the church castigates a person or the church uh, implements harsh actions you see i told you that the whole issue of correction or rebuke is to gain the brother okay if you rebuke or correct harshly or do something contrary to the way the spirit wants you to do it okay you will give the chance for the enemy to attack the church you understand so we see in the book of acts chapter um no sorry not Acts. you see in the book of first corinthians chapter six now the corinthian church is an interesting church the same church that was termed as canal know that that was the same church that they were prophesying the doing miracles and all those things in fact in all the churches talked about in the bible that is one of the churches that there was uh that ecstasy of um the presence of god you understand they get up and so much so that paul has to say it's okay if you have just one person professor at the time if the person finish then you can let another person it should be about five people they, they were they were so abounding in gift so don't be deceived by gift and miracles that is what is happening in this age may god give you understanding don't be deceived by those things don't be deceived by those things i don't know why we are moved so much by those things that should be our reality i was telling you that I, just a handshake and the girl couldn't do anything just a handshake and there are so many instances we've seen so many things happening so many things happening 
it should be a reality, but because you've not walked into that, you've not lived and walked into that. So when you see those things, then you think, yeah, the move of God, the move of this thing. Eh? No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. So when, when, so I was telling them in the room today that when I come here right now, if you were blind and you were crippled and then I pull you up, she has started walking. You start screaming when she's blind and I touch it and she's seen. The moment I tell you that uh, everyone lie on the floor, you all do it. Two of us. You all lie on the floor. It's unfortunate. That is why we are, we, we, we are the church of today is, is in confusion. It's in confusion. Are following miracles and whatsoever, whatsoever, which should have been our reality. And the only reason why it's not a reality is that we are not united as a church. If the kingdom of God will be extended, if the kingdom of God will be advanced, it will be done when the kingdom is one, when the people of God are one. So Paul writes to these Corinthians and then he talks about the fact that you this boy with gifts and all that in this same church someone is sleeping with the mother and he's so angry and then he says that because of this offense of the person now let's look at how Paul addressed offense okay because of this offense because there are so, some of you, you may do certain offenses and or people around you may have certain offenses or commit certain offenses he says that okay uh, this guy he has done this and you the church are not doing anything about it I am leaving this one to the devil okay so paul says i'm going to allow the devil to deal with this guy now you come to his second letter second corinthians and when you read chapter two or chapter three he speaks about the fact that he, he reminds them of the person that they were disciplining and the person that they pronounce a certain judgment because some people make mistakes ignorantly some people do they do it and they are very aware of it of what they are doing do you understand okay so since this person that would punish and this person knew what he had done was well aware of what he had done and was doing it willingly and he said this person that we've left to the devil to punish make sure you restore the person like when you see this letter restore the person and he said something interesting he said so that the devil will not take advantage of us however the church is going to relate with people on any other issue or any issue will determine whether the devil will take advantage of the church that is why you find someone the church did something to him then you start going behind the church uh, saying bad things about the church trying to get members away all those type of things says that lest the devil take advantage of us says that for we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy that means the device of the enemy is that disunity in the church that separation in the church that broken link in the church that is the device of the enemy that is the strategy of satan in this time that's a strategy if the church comes together and stands as one when we say something nothing can stop it and in the times to come that's what will happen that's why god will bring persecution uh you i know you believe you, you think that you can't go to, you are not supposed to go to persecution it will shock you there will be there will be great persecution great persecution i will not go into this issue because I, I i won't go into it i won't go into it and there'll be great persecution when persecution starts they'll know that you are christian i'm christian let's go together 
because you know that the other person will slap you. That's why God God will allow persecution. But even before that, for those of us who are enlightened by the knowledge of God, by the word of God, let us do that which is needed. Begin to talk to someone. This separation, this thing, it's not my church. It's not my this. And the people tell you, it's funny, some people tell you, uh, that it's not anything that is not a church, but they don't come to your place. Yes. They don't come to your place too. It's not about going to church, church. I don't find interest in that. But it's about the unity we have as the body of Christ. You understand? It's about the unity we have as the body of Christ. Until then, let's endeavor. The Bible said endeavor. The Ephesians says endeavor, chapter 4. Endeavor. That means make a conscious effort. You understand? Make a conscious effort. Make a conscious effort. Let's rise to our feet. We, we want to pray for the church. We want to pray for the church. I want you to do this from your heart and from a from a place of understanding into what God is doing in this season. Because uh, what God wants to do, is, it's, it's not supposed to tarry, but we have made it tarry for so long. We have made it tarry for so, so, so long. Right now, we are not the body of Christ. We are just the members. Yes, just members. The hand is somewhere. The leg is somewhere. This is somewhere. That is somewhere. We are praying for the body of Christ. Christ. And we are telling God that, Lord, let unity prevail in the body of Christ. In KNUST. Oh, paradon shedakambaskis. Rademi sabasos. In the name of Jesus, that we will come to realize that the next person is my brother. That we will come to realize that the next person is a part of me. That if one man is down,
Now continue to pray. Lord, bind us with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us with this cords of love. Bind us with this cords that will enhance and enable and allow peace amongst the body of Christ. We've been divided for too long. Far too long. Far too long. We've been divided for far too long. But Lord, bind us. Bind us. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Kablas Komaske, Lekomberigasta, Zebenushenika, Lekomberigasta, Yapendalagamasa, 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 understand that the love of God constrains us. I I think if if I find people who are not constrained, if I find people acting in certain ways, I just know that they've not encountered the love of God. Listen, when you encounter the love of God, one thing is going to happen. You cannot look at that fellow Christian. You you, you cannot look at that fellow Christian and fight him. No matter what. He's wrong. You, you, You will not fight him. If the love of God constrains us, you will not look at the person who you are supposed to be training and say, uh, because you, you are not following my church or you are not following this, we can't be friends. There's one atheist guy that I, I was with, um, Mr. Uh, to him, he gave his life to Christ and everything. I left him. Uh, in, in fact, I, 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 the Lord told me to disciple him. Someone is. The Lord told me to disciple him. Okay. And then this guy. Uh, for some, I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden he found himself somewhere at a certain church. And then the guy went to the church and he saw a lot of things and he came with certain conclusions. He came, spoke to me, he said because of this, he can't, he won't go to church again. He said that until me, myself, I have a church, he won't go to anyone's church again because what people are doing are not making sense. I had to talk to him and stuff, oh, just go and all that, just go. And stuff now his argument was that the people 
He says that they are not following God. He that is an atheist who has just come to Christianity, cry as well as they are not following God. They are following the man of God. Because he sees things in the Bible he's reading now and he sees everything they are doing is contrary to it. And all that. Now this guy decides he won't go to church again. And do you know what a, a, a person who is supposed to be a leader in church tells him? He says that since you are not coming to you are not going to come to our church again, we can't be friends. <laughs> you should know the state of the body of Christ. We, we can't be friends because you are not coming to my church. We can't be friends. You talk to the person. Hey! That that means that means every other every other place apart from a church is not the body of Christ. That's what that's what you're trying to say. You can't be friends because I'm not coming to my church. That is the state of the body of Christ of today. There is so much we can talk about, but I'm going to keep silent about it. But there's so much we can talk about. But if the love of God, con- that, that, that leader, you see, there are so many people in positions eh, who don't know God. That's the problem. They don't know God. But because of church expansion, we are putting them there. Form your own group, form your own desert because of church expansion. You see, we are not looking for the numbers. We are looking for the quality. That is what God is expecting. He's looking for a quality church, not a church of quantity. Not a church of quantity. God can use few. Just as he can use many. Keep that in mind. He can use you just as he can use many. So if you tell someone that because I'm not coming to my church, you can't be friends. Are you not carnal? Mm. And we have them as the leaders of the churches. They are carnal. Mm. They have not met the love of God. We are praying that God let the church of Ghana, let the church of KNUST, let the church of Legon encounter the love of God. Let us encounter the love of God. That love that can so constrain us. That love that can so constrain us. That love that can so constrain us. So much, I see people doing things and it shouldn't affect me anyway, but I have to cry for them. I have to cry for them. I see people doing something, I have to cry for them. Because there's a certain love that is constraining me. Constraining me. Constraining me. We are praying for the church. Lord, let your love constrain the church. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice. Kabron Shate. Rapadon Shate. Badon Pregnata. Let your love constrain us all. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mele 
Let us come to see that we are one, O God. Let us come to see that we are one, O God. That we will not fight. That we will not fight against each other. That we will not tear each other apart. In the name of Jesus. Rokobosha, Mekongeleha, Rekobezunga, Mikelegumasa, Haiko Kwadesha, Rekosa. In the name of Jesus. We are going to pray again. I told you today, we are, the, the Lord just wants to cause a reformation. The Lord just wants to cause a reformation. God willing, tomorrow we'll meet. And something else that is going to happen. But today the Lord wants to cause a reformation. Now this is what the Lord is saying. He says that it is time to let go of the baggage. Do you understand? The offense. Not You see, the unity is not just about between church and church. No. It's about you and your brother. You and your sister. I know that this person hurt you so much. I know that this person did this. This person did that. But let love go. The Bible says that as much as it relies on you, do everything possible to make sure that peace is maintained. As much as it relies on you. That is why when uh, Jesus says that when someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. As much as it, it relies on you, make sure you are doing everything possible to ensure that there is peace. Do everything possible. So what the Lord is saying is that let go of the offense. Some of you, the offense are carrying the <laughs> your the elder at church insulted you or during a meeting, and then they spoke a certain way to you, and that is it. You say, oh, because of that, I'm not going to church. I'm not going to church again. I have to change my church, and all that thing. That is not the nature of Christ. That is not the nature of Christ. God must purge some of us and remove some nonsense from us. If we are really going to be the vessels that God will use. If we are really... Ah, people talk about revival. They don't, they don't know how technical revival is. They, they, we see revival from a shallow place. We see revival from a shallow place. We don't know that there are certain things that are supposed to be put in place for that revival to be ushered. You see, it, we think it's just about dancing in church and having, where's my rattle? You have the rattle and do and all those things. You don't bring it, don't bring it. <laughs> we think it's about those, mm, mm. It, it goes much deeper. We must let go. We must let go. We must let go. There are too many people holding offenses in their hearts. There are too many people holding offenses. Tell some of you it will be very difficult to let it go because it was a so-called pastor that did that thing. Uh, my roommate, <laughs> a prophet, took his girlfriend from him. And and the prophet came to tell him that oh, uh, one day he will say that oh, it was his brother that gave him his wife. <laughs> and, and yeah, and. <laughs> There are so many things happening. <laughs> if that prophet knew the love of God, he would not look at that guy and go and take that girl. If he knew the love of God, he, he would not. 
But then God rid us of offense. And it will shock you that in times to come, you will be offended even the more. There are many things that, at uh, the times coming, there will be so much offense. If you have not stayed with God for him to recalibrate you and purge you of certain nonsense, eh, you always be getting angry at everything, at everyone. You'll be getting angry. you always be holding a certain grudge in your heart. God purges of this. Just lift your voice in the name of Jesus. Talk to God. Tell him that anything in me, any offense in me, you, you know the issue. You know the issue. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Kabo Shaneski. Rekumaska, Zekambo Sanaski, Bredinaskimas, Pogomosha, Heparuski, Rekomosha, Raduska, Hekayekamus, Egosha, Hekamus, Hekamosha, Heparus, Rakadiska, Yadagrimas. Pradaga Brasco, Indelamosta, Rapandus, Mayakimba, Baneka, Boshaketa, Retonkamas, Reza, Padele Mosha, Zakova, Palevina Mosca, Voidimesh, in the name of Jesus. Listen, after here, text that person and tell the person, I've forgiven you. Tell the person, I'm sorry. Sometimes you, you, know, you, sometimes you know that you were right, but you have to be sorry because of the kingdom of God. You have to tell some people, I'm sorry for this. So, so, I have a lot of people who don't go to church because, ah, this church person did me this thing, this church person did me that. You have to retain, go back and say sorry. Remember, when we read the passage, it didn't say that if you offend someone, he said if the person offends you, you apologize. If, 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 if the person offends you, you are to apologize. That is the mind of God. He offended you, you apologize. You have to go back to some people. You have to mend certain relationships. Certain, some of you, the guys here, you broke someone's heart in some very scary way. I'm not saying go and mend relationships that go back into that relationship. <laughs> but then you, you need to address certain issues. I was blind, but now I see. Yes, I was blind, but now I see. And I'm sorry for the way this went. That went, this went, that went. Some of you, the way you spoke to certain leaders in church, you have to go back and make peace. You have to go and tell them sorry. Go and tell them sorry. This is what Christ is looking for. You, know, you want to lay hands and fall on the floor. Lay hands on, and fall on the floor. That's all people care about. We don't want the virtues, the nature of God. We just want to fall on the floor and then get dirty. <laughs> they were telling me something that happened during uh, the program, Apostles program. Said that one guy was under the anointing, shouting from outside, uh, moving basa basa. Then his leg hit something. <laughs> when the leg hit something, he came out of the anointing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, I clear, I clear. 
The anointing went off. God is not interested in you falling. He's interested in seeing himself in you. Seeing his nature in you. You understand? So if we find a place and we have all the miracles and everything and we still see envy, we still see the strife, we still see things that are not of the nature of God in those people. And we feel that our mandate as believers. We feel that our mandate as believers. I want us to pray one prayer again. One prayer again. So the Lord says we should pray for the churches about this unity issue. And make it a personal prayer point. Make it a personal prayer point to be praying about this. The next thing that the Lord said is to pray for the fathers and sons. We who are coming up and they who are leaving. Do you understand? We who are coming up and they who are leaving. Uh, whatever way we've dishonored them. May the Lord forgive us Amen. and grant us restoration. Amen. We thought we were, we were, we were only being proud and boasting. We thought we were big. We thought we were big. But God will grant us restoration as, as the body of Christ, as the youth, as young ministers. God will grant us restoration. We are praying that there will be a smooth transition. A smooth transition according to the purposes of God. Let's lift our hands. Just lift your hands. And then begin to pray. If, if you know men of God, if you know young ministers, know, just, just mention that and pray for them. See that Lord grant us restoration. Grant us restoration. That your divine purposes will be seen. In the name of Jesus. Kabo Shadeski. Fredimbra Kuzambreskinas, Wayabraganu Sebreskinas, Swagabrani Noskima, Edembeskebraski, O Kraduskamaska, Vrekomia Tembras, Zombalos, Debrasakas, Broshidas, Bratolos, Mobras, Sigras, Imantis, Rekosha, Tesambreska, Macambras, Wazis, Brandosha, Cambus, Rose, Geminasa, Intelligamosha, Egosha, Debaskit, Egelosha, E. Caboshas, Elagiasa, Es. Igrago Mashkaba, Lesha, Lebregus, Les, Eros, Eos, in the name of Jesus. I pray in one, the final prayer that Lord, okay, grant us that we will see what you are doing in this age. Grant us that we will behold what you are doing in this age and that we will realize how all these men you are bringing our way is for the profiting of the church as a whole. You understand? So when you see God raising someone, you don't envy that person. Don't fight against that person. You come to know that it is when God raises him up, it is to raise me too. You understand? When God raises him up, it is to raise me too. When those people are growing, it is for my benefit also.
Let's lift our voice and pray. God grant us that we'll see. And God grant us that we'll support them, we'll help them in whatever mandate you've given them. In the name of Jesus. Kabros Kabas. Dregezampre Gunaskeme. Reberuske Briso Moshka. Zegredemaske Nasadas. Ego Shadaska. In the name of Jesus. Paroska. Bezodrogomoshana. Rigomose Brizana. Zogomose Brigadimaske. Radeba Ragambo Zilegoska. Igayo Yegebinas Legamampa. Wokombelis Oligamempa. Wakombre Gidaskeba. In the name of Jesus, Ebregoska, Migom Bregade, Yegede Bosha, Mentrogomosha, Indaha, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Regose Leka Barizolosa, Ika Bradosa, Kedebosha, Zego Tolobosha. We are praying. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for how far you have brought us as a family. We pray that every word that was uttered here will continue to resound in our hearts and in our minds till we come into conformity of your word. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that you are opening some of them their ears, specifically their right ear. I ask that you grant them the grace to know your speakings. Grant them the grace to find you even in your word. Make them rich in your word. Father, I thank you for what you are doing amongst us. We give you the glory, we give you the praise. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the spirit of unity that is amongst us. Let us move from here and move beyond this place. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's sit down. Just clap your hands. Okay. Now, we've dealt with a serious no, they are all serious issues. And we've dealt with this issue. Tomorrow, the Lord is going to do certain things here. You understand? Uh, those who know me know what I'm talking about. The Lord is... Where are those who are sharing? Where is she? The Lord is going to do certain things here. I was telling Sir Michael that... You guys didn't come early today. Because of that, there are certain things that must happen that I won't do it. Mm. I don't like lateness. They know already. Okay. I want you to do something. The sermon from the prayer walk. Make sure you have listened to it. This, in fact, listen to it tonight. It's very important. Okay. The Lord wants to do something amongst us. Okay. And uh, nothing will truncate it. We will see it happen. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Tomorrow, if you have a sick friend, bring the sick friend. If the person is at home, the person should dial in. A sick friend. If you have someone who wants to receive the gifts of speaking in tongues, of baptism of the Holy Ghost, let the person dial in or bring the person. You are struggling with certain things. You know, when I came, uh, I discerned something, something. I don't want to say it in a way that you figure it out. And I walked up to the person and I spoke to the person that, oh, this, this, uh, what's wrong? And this, this, this. And apparently the person 
is struggling with a certain issue, a certain serious issue. And I know there are some of you here with those similar things. Okay. Uh, but God says, when you behold him, you shall be like him. You understand? So tomorrow you will behold that Jesus. Amen. 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 You will behold that Jesus. Amen. Make sure you listen to that audio. It's on the channel. How, how many of you already have the audio? Okay. So it's on the channel. It's on the Psalmist channel. You just get there and then you can get the audio. We are going to take the communion. Okay. Make sure you come early tomorrow by 7. We want to start. You understand? Don't do anything that will delay what God. You know, a lot of times it's not about God. It's about you, your readiness to receive what God has for you. You understand? It's about your readiness to receive what God has for you. A lot of people, a lot of times, are not ready to receive what God has for you. And right now, we've de dealt with this issue of unity. It was, it's supposed to be a solemn thing. I was burdened. I had to let it go. So we are pushing what had to, we had to do today to tomorrow. You understand? We are pushing what we had to do today to, to tomorrow. Let's all come in, please. Do you understand? How many of us are going to make sure we listen to the audio tonight? Please make sure you listen to it tonight. Okay. Okay. And please, those online, we have a, we had about um, 52 to 60 people uh, streaming right now. Those online, please, if you have someone who is sick or whatever, you just, just bring the person. Okay. God is going to do something wonderful, as he always does. As he always does. This is not the first time. This is not the second time. But we are not doing it because this is the first. Uh, this is not the first time or second time. We are doing it because it's an instruction of, from the Lord. Amen. Okay. Let's lift our hands. If you have your communion, you pick it up. If you have your communion, just stand. Just stand. Now, there is something I always um, let people know about the communion. That anytime we are doing a communion, um, the Bible makes us understand that we do it in remembrance of what? His death. Okay. And if we remember his death by the communion, there should be a certain way that we remember his resurrection. Okay. And the Bible tells us we preach his resurrection. So when we take this communion, there is another mandate. Don't just think about Jesus as dead. You don't save a dead man. Remember the resurrection and preach that resurrection. Amen. Amen. The next thing is that when we remember that Jesus Christ died, it should also bring to our mind that we died in Christ. We died to the desires of the flesh. We died to everything about us. The Bible says, mortify the desires of your flesh. Reckon ye yourselves dead to sin. Some of you are struggling with certain addictions. Uh, you only need to reckon yourself dead to sin. Sometimes we, we, there are legalities we can take you through and say spiritual disciplines and all that, but the most powerful weapon is realizing who you are in Christ. You understand? An awareness of who Christ has made you. So he says that reckon ye yourselves dead to sin. Know that you are dead to sin. Know that I have been crucified with Christ. The life I live now, I, the life I'm living in this body, it is not my life. I'm living the life of Christ. You understand? This should be our posture. Let's close our eyes. The Bible makes us understand that on the night that he was crucified, he took the bread. 
and he broke it and he said that this is my body which is broken for you okay said so this is my body which is broken for you and then he makes us understand that when we eat in this we partake in his body when we eat of this we partake in his body let's take the bread The Bible says, in like manner, he took the cup and said that this is the cup of his communion. This is the Bible of his communion. And he makes us understand that as often as we do this, we should do it in remembrance of him. We should do it in remembrance of him. Shall we take the cup? Let's begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Just pray in the spirit. Mandelos Komoska. Mantregon Sabrento Lokombreskidas. Bezonashkida. This will be healing to us. In the name of Jesus. Mandos Kemeska. Meka Brendoskimas. Bondila Samangoska. Mandregos Sandregemas. Bandregamas. That as we have done, it will be united in spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we are grateful. We are grateful for this time in your presence. I'm grateful for this opportunity to hear of you and your word. We thank you for the light which has come to us. And we thank you how that we are ignited in our spirits. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. How many of you now sing this song? Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords that cannot. You know it. Okay, so we want to sing that. And as you go, you have it in mind that we are one the body of christ is one act as one oh, okay he's, he's even okay let's let's do it so you all hold hold yourself hold let's go let's go okay so we are, we are going to sing please those online you can hold your chair <laughs> okay so who is going to give us a tune pearl pearl uh-huh. hey uh-huh please all of you look at Pearl and give her morale. Clap for her, clap for her. Okay, okay, Pearl, let's listen to you. You don't know the song. Hey, Lord. Okay, could you? Find us. Hey! Okay, let's go. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cause. That cannot be broken. Okay. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with bind us together with love. Bind us, bind us together, Lord. Bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us, bind us together, Lord. Bind us 
together, Lord, bind us together with love. Bind us, bind us together, Lord, bind us together with cords that cannot be broken. Bind us together, Lord, bind us together, Lord, bind us. Okay, so let's uh, Michael pray with us as we live here. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word that has comfort unto us. Thank you that from today on us, we are going to live and walk in your love. That, Lord, you will bind us together with love and that your unity and your peace shall reign. As we live here, let this unity and let this love go and spread amongst us and everyone. Father, we thank you that tomorrow will be a mighty sign and wonder and your presence will be here with us. Father, we say we are grateful. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. So God richly bless you. So hopefully we'll meet tomorrow. Um, those who need the audio, those who need the audio, it's on. Uh, people are hugging and you are there. You are watching. You cannot hug. Hey, Kojo. Kojo, you are the one Our shy boy is there. Some fair damsel should go and hug them. <laughs> <laughs>